Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker Podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle. Let's get rolling with today's episode. Your Kansas Jayhawks are going bowling for the first time since 2008, a 37-16 win over Oklahoma State last Saturday, put the Jayhawks in line to make their first bowl game in 14 years. What an incredible performance on both sides of the ball, but especially Devin, the real deal, Neal, finished the game with 224 yards rushing, 110 yards receiving, and scored the game's first touchdown to get the tone set, and to get the Jayhawks off on the right foot. What an incredible game by Devin Neal. He just could not be stopped. The Oklahoma State defense couldn't do anything to Devin Neal. And before the game, there was speculation whether quarterback Jalen Daniels would be back in the lineup after practicing all week. He warmed up with the team. There was still questions even all the way up to game time whether he was going to be the starter or not. Of course, Jalen Daniels, was a Heisman Trophy candidate after the first five games of the season. Then he got hurt against TCU, but they ended up going with Jason Bean as the starter. He's been playing admirably in the absence of Jalen Daniels, but what could have been Jason Bean's last start in a Kansas uniform, since he is a senior, was an incredible game in front of the home crowd against Oklahoma State. Bean finished the game with 203 yards passing and two touchdowns, no interceptions. And no interceptions is key because he's had some trouble with interceptions in their losses over the last three games. During that three-game losing streak leading up to the Oklahoma State game. So he, he kept the game clean, 203 yards passing, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And then he added... The running game, which Jason Bean, one of the fastest guys on the field when he's out there, 93 yards rushing, including one of the best plays of the day, a 73-yard read option keeper, broke one tackle, and then he just sprinted past several defenders all the way to the end zone. One guy tried to catch him, couldn't get him, and he waltzed into the end zone to give the Jayhawks a 17-7 lead in the second quarter. And that that Jason Bean touchdown, by the way, came right after Oklahoma State scored their first and only touchdown of the first half. So it was an immediate answer to when Oklahoma State was trying to come back into the game. KU led 10-0 early. And then, all of a sudden, Jason Bean runs for a 73-yard touchdown. And that set the tone once again. It was, it was Devin, the real deal, Neil. Then it was Jason Bean. And they just kept rolling from there. The Jayhawks were not going to relent. They were going to increase the lead the rest of the first half. And then all of a sudden, midway through the third quarter, it's 31-7. to Kansas leading Oklahoma State, who was number 18 in the nation, by the way. Kansas leading 31-7 midway through the third quarter. And yeah, I've seen some people online talking about how Oh, Oklahoma State was starting their freshman quarterback. It was his first collegiate start ever. Oh, yeah, they, he, they, he looked rattled out there in front of the Jayhawk fans. Well, yeah, they sold out the booth again. They were going to get in his head. That's a part of the game of football. When you got a quarterback making his first start, 
he's going to look a little bit shaky out there. Look what the Chiefs did to Malik Willis on Sunday Night Football. They made him look like a disaster. But anyway, for your Kansas Jayhawks, yeah, you guys were part of it out there at the booth. David Booth, Kansas Memorial Stadium, you guys were out there getting in the quarterback's head, and that's what you want to do. Garrett Rangel didn't have a good game. He threw three interceptions. And the return of Kansas cornerback Kobe Bryant was huge. He got injured during the Oklahoma game a few weeks ago. He is one of the best cornerbacks in the nation, let alone on your team, one of the defensive leaders, and they were missing him the last couple of games. The Hawk Mamba, as they call him, Kobe Bryant, all over the field, making plays left and right, got a critical interception in the first quarter. As Oklahoma State started driving, getting toward the end zone, he got an interception in the red zone to cut that right off. They weren't going to let him get in the end zone again in that first half. And Kobe Bryant, the Hawk Mamba, one of the huge additions, getting him back in the lineup after a few weeks of an injury. So that was great to see Kobe Bryant out there. Oklahoma State couldn't do anything on offense. They were not getting around any of KU's players, especially you had Rich Miller and Romello Dotson adding interceptions as the game progressed as well. The defense was the one part of the Kansas football team that we were nervous about going into this game because Oklahoma State's been scoring a lot of points. Kansas, on the offensive side, has been scoring a lot, but their defense has been giving up a lot of points, a lot of yards. They had to limit that, and the defense stepped up in a big way. Yeah, it was a freshman quarterback, but they stepped up when they needed to. Team captains, Kenny Logan Jr., led the team with eight tackles. Rich Miller not only had the takeaway, had a huge sack and a tackle for loss as well. Ohio State transfer, Craig Young all over the field, added five tackles and a sack. Big-time players stepped up to make big-time plays on both sides of the ball for the Kansas Jayhawks. And now, for the first time since 2008, your Kansas Jayhawks are bowl eligible. And not only that, Jayhawk fans, look out. I've got a scenario for you. You might have to sit down for this one. You might have to sit down. We're going to have a fireside chat because this is going to be A crazy end to the season. I'll just say that. Kansas has three games left on the schedule. They're playing Texas Tech. They're playing Texas at home. And then they're going to play Kansas State on the road for the final game of the season. So at Texas Tech, home against Texas, at Kansas State. If Kansas State, or if Kansas wins out, there's a chance they make it to the Big 12 championship game. So here's the standings right now. TCU 6-0 in conference, followed by Texas 4-2 on the season, Baylor 4-2 on the season, Kansas State 4-2 on the season, and you've got KU at 3-3. Stick with me. I've got the scenario for you where Kansas can win the Big 12. All right, let's keep it simple. Kansas needs to win out. They need to beat Texas Tech, Texas, and Kansas State. That's as simple as it can get. In that scenario... Kansas would hold the tiebreaker against Texas and Kansas State. So if they all finish the season with three conference losses, Kansas has the tiebreaker. But they would need help from Texas and Kansas State to get there. So Baylor, who beat Kansas a couple of weeks ago, 
Baylor would have the tiebreaker against Kansas. So Baylor needs to lose one more game than Kansas down the stretch. Baylor plays Kansas State, TCU, and Texas. Those are three of the top teams in the Big 12 right now. So if Baylor loses two of those games down the stretch, whether they lose to Kansas State and TCU, whether they lose to TCU and Texas, it doesn't matter. They could lose all three for all I care. They just need to lose two of them. If that happens, and if Kansas wins out, Kansas will play TCU in the Big 12 championship game in Dallas, Texas on December 3rd, and it is going to be a wild party down there in Dallas, Texas at AT AT&T Stadium. I can't believe it. I, I didn't think that Kansas would be in the conversation to potentially win the Big 12. Before the season, I thought that they'd get six wins. I was maybe one of the only ones in the nation who thought that Kansas would be able to win six games and get to a bowl game. They're already there in mid-November. They still have three games left to boost their resume and potentially get to the Big 12 championship game. Didn't think it would happen, but all that that scenario could play out. Kansas beats Texas Tech. Texas and Kansas State to close out the season gets a little help Baylor loses two games down the stretch and it's TCU and Kansas in the Big 12 championship game Kansas would get that rematch against TCU that they've been looking forward to Kansas lost 38 to 31 to TCU earlier in the year Jalen Daniels their starting quarterback got hurt in the first half of that game Kansas still almost won that game if you remember Jayhawk fans They're driving down the field. They're getting into the red zone. There was two plays that there could have been defensive holding or pass interference. The refs let it go. The refs let them play. That happens sometimes. We're not going to blame a loss on the refs. But if they would have had that drive extended, they could have sent the game into overtime. Or after that game, head coach Lance Leipold said he probably would have gone for two. So they could have beat TCU that game. There's always the could-haves, the would-haves, the should-haves. But getting a rematch of Kansas and TCU in the Big 12 championship game would be a lot of fun. Not just for us Jayhawks fans, but I think the entire Big 12. Seeing a TCU-Kansas Big 12 championship game, nobody thought that would happen at the beginning of the season. But you never know. We're going to be watching it closely in the final few weeks of the season. But as as we're looking ahead, whether they win, whether the Jayhawks win their last three games or not, whether it comes down to them just having six wins and barely being bowl eligible, whether they have seven wins, maybe they'll have eight wins going into the the final stretch of the season. The bowl projections are out there right now. Every week they update them. They they show us who they think are going to be playing and which bowls, college football playoff, everything else. But right now, the Jayhawks, there's a few interesting projections out there. Let's go through a few of them. CBS Sports projects Kansas to play Missouri in the Liberty Bowl in Memphis, Tennessee on December 28th. Now, that would be the most interesting scenario in my mind. You get to play Missouri, your former Big 12 rival, your former Big 8 rival. That rivalry dates back to before the 1900s. That rivalry dates back to the 1800s. So if Kansas could play Missouri in football, in a bowl game in Memphis, Tennessee on December 28th, that would be absolutely ideal for these two fan bases. I'm all in for it. Missouri would have to get to six wins. Right now they only have four wins on the season with three games left. So 
that'll be something to keep an eye on down the stretch. If they want to pit Kansas and Missouri against each other in a bowl game, 247 Sports has Kansas playing UNLV on December 27th in the First Responders Bowl in Dallas, Texas. The USA Today projects Kansas to play Iowa in the Guaranteed Rate Bowl in Phoenix, Phoenix, Arizona on December 27th. That would be an interesting one. I'd, I'd be down for seeing Kansas play Iowa. Maybe a little selfishly because my in-laws live in Iowa and they're Hawkeye fans. So Jayhawks against the Hawkeyes in a bowl game would be kind of exciting around the holidays for me personally. Uh, Sports Illustrated has Kansas playing Kentucky in the Texas Bowl in Houston on December 28th. That's another interesting one because at the beginning of the season, you had Kansas playing Duke, two uh, big basketball schools going at it in football. To see Kansas play Kentucky in a football bowl game would be absolutely exciting and fun to see because, yeah, most of the time you're just thinking of those teams playing basketball and march against each other. But that's just a few uh, bowl projections right now. And like I said earlier, these bowl projections are going to keep rolling out each and every week. So this is something to keep an eye on as Kansas uh, finishes out the season, hopefully with a win over Texas Tech this week. We'll get more bowl projections out. And then they'll have Texas at home the following week and then closing the season at Kansas State. A lot of big games down the stretch with a lot on the line. And, of course, head coach Lance Leipold doesn't want to have it any other way to continue building the program. He wanted to get to a bowl game this year. That was the goal. Already made it there in mid-November. And now they're just going to keep building on that as the season continues. And it's really exciting to watch what this Kansas football team has done this year. So, We're talking a lot of football. It's still football season in Kansas, but the basketball season tipped off as well, and you know Kansas fans are all about the basketball. Coming off that national championship win last year, we were curious to see what was going to happen with Kansas their first few games because, as I talked about in the emergency podcast last week, head coach Bill Self has been suspended for the first four games of the season, so they tipped off their first game on Monday night against Omaha. Norm Roberts, assistant coach, led the team without Bill Self there on the bench. The starting five he put out was pretty interesting. He went with a small lineup. So he put out Jalen Wilson, DeWan Harris, and Kevin McCuller, who were the big three, the guys that we knew for sure were going to be starters going into this season. And then we had K.J. Adams as their lone big man, and then freshman Grady Dick as the lone freshman starter. I was curious to see... What they were going to do with these freshmen, they have three big-name freshmen coming in this year. Uh, Grady Dick, of course, the biggest name for Kansas fans because he's from Wichita, Kansas, so it's kind of like the the hometown guy sticking around in Kansas, wanting to play for the Kansas Jayhawks, and he looked incredible. Grady Dick led the way for the Jayhawks, scoring 23 points, 9 of 13 shooting from the field, 69%. That's right. Nice shooting percentage there from Grady Dick. 4 of 6 from three-point land. And KU gets an 89-64 win over Omaha in their season opener. And it's the that was the best freshman debut since KU's Xavier Henry had 27 points in his debut in 2009. So Grady Dick looked absolutely incredible. Uh, he actually came off the bench in their uh, preseason game against Pitt State. But getting Grady Dick in the starting lineup, I think, was big, especially without Bill Self there. Norm Roberts wanted to make a statement. 
He wanted to play Grady Dick, the one that all the fans wanted to see out there on the court. And Grady Dick did what Grady Dick does, and he is a star in the making. He had an incredible dunk. He had a few incredible dunks, but one of them just rocked the rim. And you can go to at KU Hoops on Twitter. They have all the highlights from the game. Just an incredible game from Dick. Also, Jalen Wilson, uh, the starter from last season's national championship team, very impressive, 19 points, 11 rebounds, and 7 assists. Lots of energy on both sides of the ball. And then you had your uh, starters that we we figured were going to be in the game and playing a lot of minutes. Point guard Dewan Harris, and then you had Kevin McCuller Jr., who can really play anything from the 1 to the 4. They were both in double digits. 11 points and 10 points apiece, respectively. And then off the bench, you had guard Bobby Pettiford, who was the spark off the bench, played 17 minutes, had 13 points, and that was a career high for Pettiford. Very, very good game from him. I'm excited to see how he continues to grow and play off the bench as one of those role players that Bill Self is going to use later, especially in the season. And then you had freshman Ernest Uday Jr., who was the lone big man coming off the bench. I was excited to see what he was going to bring to the table. He was rotating in throughout the entirety of the game. Uday had five points and five rebounds in his Jayhawk debut. So very excited to see what some of these freshmen are going to do with Kansas this year, along with those returning players from the national championship team, because it's a team that is in the top five to start the season. So we know that there's uh, some hype around this team, even though there's several new faces. Grady Dick, I think, is going to be the freshman that really stands out throughout the entire year, but I'm excited to see what Uday does as well as one of those big guys that's coming off the bench in the rotation for Bill Self and for Norm Roberts because Norm Roberts is the head coach the next three games with Bill Self out in that self-suspension. KU suspended Bill Self for those four games to try to get ahead of what the NCAA might try to bring down later in the season or in the offseason. So next up, Kansas has a home game at Allen Fieldhouse on Thursday, November 10th with North Dakota State. They're coming to town. It's going to be a 7 p.m. tip on ESPN+. Plus. Should be another fun, fun one to watch. I'm going to be interested to see if they keep the same starting five or if they're going to play it a little bit differently. They went with a smaller lineup against Omaha, who has a smaller lineup themselves. So we'll see what Norm Roberts does with the starting lineup. And we'll see if Grady Dick continues to be the freshman dominator for the Kansas Jayhawks. That about does it for today's episode. You can get at me on Twitter. Let me know what's going on at JayhawkerTalker. We can keep the conversation going there. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jayhawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Check out my latest article up there at heartlandcollegesports.com. I talk about how KU could be going to the Big 12 championship game, how they're going bowling, things to look out for for the Kansas football team down the stretch. So you can check that article out at heartlandcollegesports.com. Until next time, rock chalk, Jayhawk.